Hey friends, I'm Angelica, and I'm Austin, and welcome to Crayons and Pencils. Ooh, we back again. Hey. Dun, 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 dun. I forgot the song, but it sounds something like that. Hey, we back hey. again. <laughs> Are you glad to be back, Miss Angelica? I am so excited on our second podcast. Woo. We made it through the first one. Woo. We making it, y'all. <laughs> and guess what? What we got two new followers. Yes. Ten plus two, two is followers. twelve, y'all. We making it. Twelve <laughs> followers. Wait, you said what? Two plus what? I, I wait. Did I say that right? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, he's not a math teacher. <laughs> Ten plus two. That's what I said. Ten I plus two. Two plus two equals twelve. <laughs> <laughs> I know my basic math. That's the best you'll get out of me. <laughs> we sure hope so. <laughs> But again, we just thank you guys for joining our podcast. Again, second episode and following us. So we thank you for the two new followers. Yes. All right. Let's get into our question. Has overthinking ever gotten the best of you? So you're asking, has overthinking ever gotten the best of me? So no, I'm joking. (laughs) But yes, overthinking happens a lot, especially in education. So I know it's me. I've always been almost like the perfectionist. I always have very high standards. So if anyone who knows me knows I have very high standards, but sometimes I overthink because I want to make sure I reach those standards. So sometimes, um, especially my first year teaching, um, when I would, or even student teaching, so kind of going back even to student teaching, um, I would always try to make sure everything was right, everything was perfect. But I always overthink, especially when talking to maybe students. I'll go back and like, did I say the right thing? Or maybe they'll ask me a question. I'll say, did I answer that right? Or they'll give me a face. So maybe I didn't explain it well. And I'll ask the student, did that make sense? They'll go, yeah. But in my head, I'm, I'm still thinking, did you really get it? Right, right. Like I'm just like totally in agree- agreement with you. It's just personally, as a student, still going through like the university, still mm-hmm. going to class every day. I overthink about everything. I overthink about waking up in the morning. Did I wake <laughs> up at the right time? I overthink, did I get all the stuff I need to get done? Mm-hmm. Did I do all I need to do? Did I ask all the questions I could ask? Did I overthink, did I send the emails I need to send? Mm-hmm. I, then I go to work. Did I ask enough you people? You go to work? Yeah, I work at a school. That's <laughs> it. I go, and I'll go to work and say, did I ask all the people what I need to ask them? Did I mm-hmm. do this? Did I do that? Like, I am such an overthinker at heart. Like, I will just, like, overthink Why? everything. Like, I'm overthinking right now. Am I saying enough for this conversation? <laughs> listen, so if that answers that question for me, listen, I overthink about everything. His name is Mr. Overthinker. Listen, and I'm a perfectionist at heart. At yes. best. So why do you think um, that you overthink every little detail that you do? Um, just going back to what I said again, as I'm just a perfectionist. And, like, when I think about something, I think about... Because what I'll try to do is I try to avoid the worst thing that could happen. And mm-hmm. so um, I'm trying to think of a good example. I'm going to relate it to back to, um, um, to a classroom. So mm-hmm. let's say I'm trying to teach a lesson about adding two digit numbers. So I'm coming up with all these lessons on how I can teach this one topic. 
But mm-hmm. then I'll also think about all the worst things that could happen. Like, what if a child has a nosebleed? Or what if a child throws up? Or what if the children don't get it? Or what if no one asks questions? Or what if no one's active enough to do that activity? What if children are just like, like, I think about all of these things. Mm-hmm. Just like, I'll get so off topic and I'll just think about this, this and that. And I'll overthink so much. I'll forget the lesson that I have to do. And so I'll start by planning for everything. So I have like this detailed plan. And then I'll go to the actual lesson and then it'll go completely different than the way it was planned. And it'll go like really well. But then in my mind, I'm like, I thought about all these different things and all these different things didn't work and I didn't do it. And I'm like, oh, I failed and I'm discouraged now Mm because I pre-planned all of that. But it went a whole totally different way. And it was actually the a better way than what it could have gone. Mm-hmm. So that's just kind of like how my mind kind of plays when I go into like overthinking. So but in a way, that's actually um, a trait of a good teacher because they always tell us, especially in student teaching and being a teacher, you always have to plan. Mm-hmm. And of course, for the worst case scenarios, but again, you can't plan for every little thing. Mm-hmm. So like student teaching, especially when you start doing your big lesson plans, your lesson plan is going to be like 10 pages long. You got to uh, plan for every little minute. So mm-hmm. how are you going to send out the papers? So people don't really think that with education, a lot of people are like, oh, you're a babysitter or you just hand out papers or assignments. And I saw a person write a post about that on Facebook. I'm like, no, we do way more than that. Mm-hmm. A plan for the lessons, create the actual activity, sending those out and also making sure, is it really appropriate for every student? Because not mm-hmm. all the kids are the same. Every child has a different need. So you have to figure out like some kids have IEPs. Um, and for those who are not edu- in education, that's mainly for, what's it, um, individual? Individual education plan, I believe. Yes. So each, so some kids need special assistance or, um, yeah, need special assistance. You have to plan for those. Mm-hmm. You might even have a student who doesn't speak um, the language in the same classroom with everyone else. So how do you plan for that? And then also when you're teaching, um, so you always have to plan for everything. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when we overthink uh, every little aspect sometimes it even takes the joy out of teaching in a way Mm, kind of explain how you overthink so much what's going to happen in the classroom that sometimes you forget like actually having fun with your students because again Mm -hmm. every we're human right so you can't plan for um an earthquake you can't well we're supposed to you know (laughs) yeah chills and everything but still you can't plan for the kid who might have like you said with the nosebleed you can't plan for every little thing Mm -hmm. and sometimes we have so much fear going in the room we forget um, that sometimes fear actually takes away the joy and it's never really the way you plan. So I might say, Oh, this lesson is going to be so boring. The kids are not going to like it. And it turns out maybe the best lesson plan. And I didn't do all the bells and whistles with everything. I was just there talking with them, or maybe I have this well thought out plan for the kids to do this, this and that. Mm-hmm. And it turns out we just have a big discussion the rest of the class and it's actually really engaging and actually maybe the best for the student. Mm-hmm. But again, it does like, we have to be as a good teacher, we do have to plan for things, but sometimes mm-hmm. when we have so much fear about, I guess, kind of going back what we both said, we want to be, you know, the top tier teacher. We want to, mm-hmm. you know, everything is perfect, but then sometimes we forget we're not a superhero. We're just human. You're Austin. I'm Angelica. <laughs> and this is why I admire you. And like, I, <laughs> I'm totally going against what you say. Wait, what? <laughs> Listen, this is why I admire you. And this is going to lead to my next question. How does it feel to be you? Like, how does it feel to have your life together? Like, because when you were just talking about how you you just, ba- I just can't even describe how what you were saying, but like, you were just basically telling us how 
well prepared and like how planned out you are, but then also how you're calm and you think about you as a person. Like, mm-hmm. how do you balance that work life and your own life at the same time? How does it feel to have that together, Miss Angelica? So, you know, the big key thing to that, mm-hmm. you make it. Because <laughs> 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 really, I, we, I don't have it all together. So a lot of times, especially in the classroom, I'll come out and say, oh, I have it planned out. And it turns out to be opposite. So I'm like, oh, this lesson will be fun. The kids are going to be so engaged. They mm-hmm. look at me and there's cricket, 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 cricket in the background. <laughs> or I come home, I'm like, oh, man, I didn't cook. <laughs> I got to figure out what I'm going to eat. But then I can't go out to eat because I'm on a budget. Listen, she makes some killer vegetable chili, right? Is that what you yeah. call it? Listen, she makes some, it's, it's amazing. You've got to try it. Ooh. And Thanks. put some chips in it. Mm. That's a meal right now. Chips. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll make it for you the next time. But then sometimes I burn the food. <laughs> like, so We're not going to talk about the meatballs. We're not going to talk about those. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> about meatballs. But yeah, so really just fake it till you make it. But really, it's okay to, because especially after school, especially when I'm having a day, it could be a great day. You kind of talked about this before. Mm-hmm. And I'll lead, lead you into that too. So sometimes I'll have like a, it could actually be a good day, but I don't feel the best. Like, I don't feel like I was actually a good teacher. I'll call my grandma or my mom, like, this and this happened, this and this. And they're like, and what? They're like, okay, so you just learn from your mistakes and just move on. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, because I think sometimes I expect, like, when I make a mistake, everything is, you know, down the toilet. Mm-hmm. But really, like, I tell my kids, and I forget I tell my kids that, because a lot of them I teach sometimes um, higher ed students, not higher ed students, but I teach, um, kids who are maybe almost doing like dual credit mm-hmm. um, so they have high expectations too mm-hmm. and sometimes when they do bad on a quiz or a test they're like oh Miss McDonald can I read I was like guys we're gonna learn from the mistakes of what we did wrong and make it better mm-hmm. but then remember I have to apply that to myself so maybe I didn't say the right thing or I taught or I mispronounced the word there was this word I was trying to teach my kids it was supposed to be um, an English term What's that word? I can't think of it now. I remember you was talking about it too. Oh, I can't think about it. But it was a word I've been mispronouncing it for like two years. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to tell a teacher about the word, um, the literary term. I was like, oh, this, uh, I'm teaching the kids this. And they said, you're teaching them what? I was like, I'm teaching them this term. She's like, that's not how you pronounce it. And I was like, wait, how is it pronounced? And she told me, I was like, oh my gosh. And I was in a down spiral. I was like, oh my gosh, I've been teaching kids the wrong pronunciation this entire time and so sometimes you even have to tell your students like it's okay and so I went up to them said guys I made a mistake this is how the word is supposed to be pronounced they Mm. looked at me (laughs) they were like what I was like yeah this is how it's pronounced they're like we don't like that word we want to keep the old pronounced pronunciation (laughs) that reminds me um, (laughs) that just reminded me when I was at um, our senior trip when I was in high school Mm -hmm. and they, my friends were asked, no, my mom and cause my mom and dad went with us to our trip. And mm-hmm. so they were asking me for the directions to the mall Uh-oh. and the mall's name is Pavilion. But I tell them, it's that Pavilion. <laughs> and so they're like, where's Pavilion? We don't see it. I said, it's right here. We need a little such and such. Come to Pavilion. They walk into the store like, like Austin, that's Pavilion. And I'm like, oh. When you were talking about that, I said that that was the one story that came to my mind and Mm -hmm. everyone just laughed and it was like the longest laugh. You know how someone will laugh Mm -hmm. and you get embarrassed and then they keep laughing and you just feel embarrassed again. That was how long that laugh was. was (laughs) I was like, it's not Pavlov, it's Pavilion. Yep, that is something that would definitely happen to me. (laughs) 
Oh my goodness. But Uh-oh. yes. Oh, I remember the word. It was anaphora. Yeah, you're gonna have to define that for us people that might not know. <laughs> All right. So the term I was trying to teach my kids was um and I'm mispronounce it again. So the term I was supposed to teach my students is a literary term called anaphora. Mm-hmm. So it's A-N-A-P-H-O-R-A. So really it's like the repetition of words and phrases. So for example, like in Shakespeare, he says, if you prick us, don't we, do we not bleed? If you mm-hmm. tickle us, do we not laugh? And so he's kind of repeating, if you, do we not? If you, do we not? So mm-hmm. it's going to be anaphora. The entire two years I've been pronouncing it, anaphora. <laughs> Guys, I feel like that's the, that's the southern in us right there. <laughs> hey guys, so like this is anaphora, and you guys pronounce it after me anaphora. Anaphora! 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 <laughs> oh, that's funny. She's like, I said, um, here, so I'm teaching them the turn, you know, anaphora. She's like, what? Anaphora. She's like, right. Afra. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I felt so bad. And when I told my students, they're like, anaphora there's like i mean anaphora they said that sounds like medicine we like anaphora <laughs> yeah we're gonna go out and say that but next year i taught at the right time so as teachers we make mistakes mm-hmm. so austin i know you're still doing student teaching but have you ever felt like you are maybe not hitting those expectations have you felt like a bad maybe student teacher or bad teacher listen i know i was talking about this story earlier i'm gonna tell it again so let me tell you, I'm taking y'all back to where we're gonna take them to today. We're gonna take them to Friday at 3:30. What? <laughs> so <laughs> I was um, working with these group of kids, and I had a good couple of them in this um, particular class, and we were working on a lesson. And like I said, I'm a very detailed, and I plan everything out. So mm-hmm. the lesson that we were gonna talk about was, um, I basically have this um, puppet that I usually will teach with. And we call it Captain Star. And Captain Star is trying to send his snowman friends, because they don't belong in South Carolina, back to, I made something up like Antarctica or Alaska or something. (laughs) Somewhere cold. (laughs) I was somewhere cold. That's not a real place. Like, to a made-up place. Antarctica. (laughs) I'm sorry. But, yeah, I I just said what came to my mind. I was like, we're going to send them there. Mm -hmm. So, basically... That the um, activity was for them to design um, a launch using a spoon, a rubber band, and a marshmallow. Oh, cool. And so, um, and I remember showing you the video. So we like um, flung it outside and they went all around the room. So mm-hmm. this is my planned lesson. Let me tell you what actually happened. Uh oh. So I'm by myself, right? So <laughs> I'm still pretty new to all this. I start the lesson, but in my mind, I'm so busy worrying about, I want them to listen to me. They're going to do when I when I say sit down, they're going to sit down. When I say you can go to the bathroom, you'll go to the bathroom when I say so. So I'm going to be the strict, very firm teacher. And so I start out my lesson pretty good. I have them get up. We march around. We dance. And then when I finally <laughs> sit them down to give them paper to draw their design, they get real chatty. Now, this is where like the bad teacher comes in. So in my in reality, it's actually pretty good. Like there's no problem. Mm-hmm. But as I'm overthinking this, I'm like, they're talking. A child just came up to me and said, it's getting too loud. And I'm getting more anxious. And I'm starting to worry. And I'm like, oh, my God, let's shut it down. And I'm like, everybody, be quiet. And so like, I'm like, everyone, let's stop. I need, and I'm using like my strategies. I'm trying to prove to myself that I can calm a class down. 
when in reality it wasn't even that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. So calm them down at that one particular moment and we continued our lesson. But then as I overthought it again and again and again, mm-hmm. I repeated the same thing again, again, and again. Mm-hmm. And eventually when you like use certain strategies, don't use it to where it loses its effect. So mm-hmm. that's what I did. I kept using it till it lost its touch. I have a fear of, I don't want to lose control. Uh-huh. And I know it's not a big thing, but to me, I always, I'm always like, if I'm by myself, I don't want anything crazy to happen. And yeah. I want children to know that I'm an adult in the room. I'm responsible enough to do this because I felt like all my life I had to prove to people that I can do this stuff. Mm-hmm. So now when I'm get, when I'm actually getting the opportunity, I still feel like I'm having to prove myself, you know, yeah. like I'm Especially ready for a young teacher. It's kind mm-hmm. of hard. You always because you have other teachers who are veterans or who are older. And of course, of course, I'm still going to learn from veterans. I'm always asking my mentor teacher, even at my school, a lot of questions, making sure I'm doing things right. But we mm-hmm. don't want to seem like we know what we're doing. We don't want to seem like the teacher who's losing control. And right. kind of going back to that when I was younger and sometimes even now, my I always have dreams, especially when I was student teaching. I would have mm-hmm. nightmares, but I'll never have a nightmare of the school I'm teaching. I will always go back to either my original elementary school and I'm the mm-hmm. teacher in that room. And then everything possible will happen. So someone coming in the room, um, someone fighting in the room, someone talking mm-hmm. back to me, cussing at me. And then I'm like, everyone quiet, everyone quiet. And it's like <laughs> the worst case scenario, but it's in my dreams. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's going to happen when I'm when I'm in the classroom. And to be honest, when I actually became an actual teacher, it was actually much better than I thought. So kind of right. you, we have all these fears and it's making us, you know, hurting our stomachs. You know, you don't feel like going, but sometimes we hype ourselves up to the point that it takes away the joy from teaching. It's like, it's really not going to happen. So yeah. we're not. That's like the, um, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. That was the same thing, like, when I was talking to my mom, like, after all, I was finished with my lesson, and so I went back home, and basically, I sat down with my mom, and I told her everything that happened, and I was like, I'm, I was like, mom, I'm really, like, stressed and, like, confused, did I do something wrong? She was like, Austin, she said, hold up your three fingers, I held them up. She said, did anybody die? No. Did anybody <laughs> get hurt? No. Did the kids, did they look like they were smiling and enjoying what they were doing? Yes. She said, mm-hmm. then your lesson went fine. I said, but this and this and this. She said, no, as long as they enjoyed what they were doing and they were being quote unquote kids, because that's yeah. important. Children need to be themselves. Because yeah. like they were outside, they were jumping and dancing and playing. But in my mind, I'm so busy worrying about myself. Yeah. I forgot the whole reason why I'm here in the first place. Mm-hmm. I'm here to encourage them to be stem thinkers and have fun and like let them get loose a little bit i teach high school no i do not teach teach elementary even though people think that we love elementary <laughs> Brings out the best in us. i said we love us some elementary Brings out the best in us. Woo! those babies but i just can't <laughs> teach them so god bless you elementary teachers but i teach big grown grown children and they like to talk you know and so I can have a lesson. They're talking and chatting. Sometimes it gets kind of loud, but not too loud that it's, you know, they're, they're doing being crazy. And sometimes mm-hmm. I want to do the exact same thing you're doing. Because I will see other teachers' classrooms. They're quiet. They're doing their yes. work and just doing everything. But in my class, they're talking. Um, they're chatting. But they're still doing their work. And then I have to remember when I was in high school, we would talk in all kinds of things. But we were still teenagers. We're still kids. We were talk, but still get our work done. So it's not bad for kids, like you said, for kids to be kids. Mm-hmm. As young teachers it's always important your classroom is not going to look like someone else's classroom 
Right. Like said, like, are, is anyone getting hurt? So, if, of course, if a kid is taunting another child or doing something or yelling across the room, I will tell them, hey, guys, you can't do that. And they'll listen. But overall, we have to remember that our classroom, every classroom is different. And it kind of ties into the next question. So how do you figure out how to be your authentic self as a teacher? Whew. After hearing me complain about <laughs> my whole day, it's hard to think. But um, honestly, I can't tell you how to figure it out. But mm -hmm. I can tell you how I'm learning to figure yeah, it out. Because you're still student teaching. You're mm -hmm. learning from a lot of different teachers. So you're still growing. And even though I'm in my, um, I've taught for a few years and done student teaching, volunteered at different schools. Right. I'm still finally, in this year, I'm finally figuring out what I am as a teacher. So I'm not super duper, you know, very strict. But I'm also, I like procedures. I like structure. I'm very organized. But then right. my teach the way I teach, I may be a little cringy and annoying, but that's my teaching style. I'm not. That's you. That's you. I'm cringy. So if the kids make fun of that, I make fun of myself. So they can't bully me for that because and I have I already to know learn that. that. I have to learn that too. I have to first identify myself as a person. Yeah. Saying like, I might see this individual who identifies as this, not mm -hmm. saying just as your typical norms, but just as an individual that they may can, they may do this, 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 and this, but I can't really do what they're doing because I'm not them. Yeah. And so learning, that's what I'm learning to figure out about myself. I like dancing and hopping around the room. I like, <laughs> like a bunny. Like a bunny. I like pretending I'm a monkey. I like pretending I'm a bird. I like <laughs> singing. I like busting out in a rap saying, hey, we about to make A's a day, making all the A's or something, you know, making, <laughs> making something up. Like, that's me. And, and that's how you find your joy in teaching. Like, right. you're who you are. So like I'll do the, I won't do the singing though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't sing a lot now. I'll sing a little rap. I don't know. Hold on, maybe there's a rap. Oh, make one. Oh, this is one we used to teach. So it's a math because I love math. Even though you um, picked on me about my attitude. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's like um, I kind of stole it from another teacher. <laughs> so I, I reworded it a little bit, but I said I love math. You don't love math. What's wrong with you? And then we go to the next part and we say numbers and numbers. Numbers and numbers. And then we go and we say, and you have to stop, but you can't hear me stop. But we go shape, time, money, times. Shape, times, money, times. And then I love math. You don't love math? What's wrong with you? And then, like, I have, like, there's so many different songs that I make. But that's me. And that's what I'm learning about myself. I love being energetic when I get into the classroom. Mm -hmm. Another teacher might be calm and collected. But that works for them and being loud works for me. And I'm yeah. just, I've been, I'm enjoying learning more about myself as I'm going through this journey and learning to be a better teacher and not a bad teacher. <laughs> <laughs> and even so, even when we have those, sometimes we're going to have bad days or sometimes we may make mistakes as a teacher. Mm -hmm. Like one time I accused the child, I thought he did something, but really he didn't do it. But sometimes we have to just have to own up to our mistakes and I would apologize to kids. And some of them are super shocked when I do apologize. I'm like, I'm sorry this happened. I thought this happened. And they'll be super surprised. They're like, it's okay, Miss McDonald. We chill. <laughs> so yeah. even though, um, so sometimes we might have those bad moments, but it's okay because that doesn't define us as a person or as a teacher. We all and make don't mistakes. hold grudges. Yeah. I make that mistake. I hold grudges with people. And these <laughs> children come up to me like, so when we going to go outside today? Do you want to be my best friend? Like, they'll sit here and pretend like nothing happened, mm -hmm. but I'm a grown man holding grudges. <laughs> And so that's another thing. We just have to learn how to let things go sometimes. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Get away. It's like 
the word. <laughs> what they're going to say. Let the storm. Let the oh, wait. We ain't going to get copyrighted for this, right? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, y'all. don't sound as good as Elton. This is we from Frozen Disney. <laughs> you don't copyright This is from Disney, um, from Frozen 1. So, right, so you go and listen to that song if you like her singing. <laughs> but listen, make sure that y'all follow us on Facebook and Instagram at, at Crayons and Pencils. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on all platforms from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. So we're everywhere. There is no excuse for you not to follow us. So follow us on crayons and pencils everywhere you can listen to our voices. And get give us money. <laughs> Remember, oh, we should put like sad music in this part. Remember there are children like me that need money for food. My tuition, y'all. <laughs> oh, and this, you know, teacher paycheck. We we we're in a recession. I don't think we're in a recession anymore. I don't know. It's just but- if we've been in it so long, that it just, it feel like that, you know. Those gas prices are way too high. They need to cut it. <laughs> Those gas prices are way too high. They need to cut it. Cut, cut, cut. cut it. All right. <laughs> From drawing and crayons to writing in pencils, we are crayons and pencils. Bye. Adios. See you later.